Welcome to the Health and Wealth Power Hour, the podcast provides you with the knowledge and insights you need to achieve physical, mental, and financial well-being. I'm your host, Arlen Pickett, a business consultant who's passionate about helping people achieve a more balanced and healthier life. Each week, we'll deep dive into topics related to health and wealth, including retirement income planning, innovative healthcare solutions, alternative funded health plans, and specific actions individuals and business owners can take to gain control of their finances, have access to affordable quality health care, and achieve peace of mind. We'll also be joined by innovative experts who will share their knowledge and insights on prevalent topics. So, whether you're looking to grow your wealth or improve your health, you've come to the right place. Get ready to be informed, inspired, and empowered. Let's get started. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to the Health and Wealth Power Hour. I am your host, Harlan Pickett. It is great to have you with us today. Y'all are going to be in for a super enjoyable podcast today. We have some incredible folks doing the Lord's work out there, bringing health care, not health insurance, folks, health care to the folks that need it the most. So we are going to meet today the Kingdom Docs. The Kingdom Docs? Who in the world could the Kingdom Docs? Well, we're going to talk to Hussein and Adatone Musa. All right. How about that? They are the co-founders of the Kingdom Healthcare System and the Kingdom Healing Institute. A whole healthcare system? Why, yes. Yes, they have one of those. So, hey, welcome aboard, guys. I am so honored and privileged to have some children of the Lord with us today that are going to talk about their wonderful mission. And uh, I want to hear how you guys got started too. But before we even get, get to that point, just tell us about that nonprofit first, and then let's get into your private practice as well. All right. Well, thanks so much for the warm introduction. I'm Dr. Hussein Musa. Um, I'm the co-founder of the Kingdom Healthcare System. And I'm Dr. Adetone Musa, also the co-founder as well. Yes, you know, we work together. Yeah, we're still married. <laughs> still married, still married. So we work really Beautiful, well. beautiful, <laughs> yes. I work with my wife as well, and people say, yeah. how do you do it? Like, hey, there's there's a few of us out there doing this kind of thing and making yeah. it work, right? You guys are a prime example of that as well. Yeah, yeah. so the nonprofit, is the goal is to provide affordable access to health care for those in need. We want to be the living representation of God's love for people by taking care of their physical needs. And this vision, it really started for us in 2018. God really started to move in our life, and we decided that it's time to give back. And I remember when God spoke to me, I just was kind of at a loss because my whole position in life was go to school, get all the training, get all the specialties that I can get, make a whole bunch of money, and then once I'm comfortably wealthy, I can be a philanthropist and give back and, you know, do all that good work. That's great because you were working on your time, not God's time. I, I love it when we make plans and the Lord just sits back and laughs. He's got a great sense of humor. If he didn't, right, I think he would have already taken care of us at this point in time. But, you know, he's got a great sense of humor. He loves to he loves to uh, watch us make plans. <laughs> so, yeah, he turned all that upside down and we realized that we needed to pursue God's plan, you know, his kingdom and his righteousness. And then um, all uh, everything else is going to be added unto us. So all of our desires and whatever our career goals, it seems secondary, but it what he had planned for us really 
was beyond that. And it's blowing our minds because we're living it right now. Yes. So in 2018, instead of um, starting um, a lot of pain practices, I decided that, you know what, we're just going to start a nonprofit clinic. And I thought about, well, I'm a triple board certified pain doctor. Uh, what am I going to do at a nonprofit clinic? I'm not going to be able to do all my high level training. So what can I do? And I said, like, well, I can see patients. I can hear out a problem. I'm like, okay, I can do that. I can do physical exams. That's too, that's great. I can do medication refills. That, that's something. Okay, I can do that. I can counsel patients and I can pray for them. And after I wrote down that list, after the brainstorming, I talked to my wife and said, I think we could do it. I yeah. think we got enough services. Yeah, absolutely. So we started things off in 2018. It really picked up um, or picked up and took off. Um, and there was a lot of word of mouth to the point where we were seeing up to 20 patients yes. per, per clinic, maybe 30. Yeah, yeah. so we worked on um, Saturdays. It was one or two Saturdays per month. We were open for about four to five hours. And we would have 20 to 30 patients start to show up. It, it started slowly. But once people start to realize, hey, there's these doctors in this building. They're just seeing people for free. Like, what's up with that? And it seemed very weird. Like, people... They came in and they were a little hesitant. They didn't want to give show us their IDs. I'm like, no, no, no. We don't really need your ID. We don't need insurance. We just want to help. Mm -hmm. And that was such a beautiful experience because every time we had a clinic, there's always one or two people who came by and they would look. They'd look at all the volunteers, the T-shirts, the free food, the doctor smiling, praying. They're like, yes, we serve free food. Yeah, we serve yeah. free food at the clinic mm -hmm. at that time. Yeah. And they would look and say, why are you guys doing this? And that was our opportunity to witness because they already saw the fruit. It's already bizarre enough, but it doesn't make sense to our worldly sense. So what would motivate these two doctors and all these specialists to come on a weekend and serve food and treat patients? That's the love of God. And it allowed us to share the love of God. And we are able to bring a couple people to Christ every time. Well, not every time, but we showed the love of God and sowed seeds. And some people, once they saw us, we prayed for them, they would give their life to the Lord. And that's, at the end of the day, that's the only thing that matters in eternity. Like Our lifetime here is very short. And at the end, we get one decision to make. Are we going to serve God? Or are we going to help others serve God? That's the only thing that we take with us. Yeah, well, that's yeah. You are right on the money uh, there, Dr. Musa. That's... Uh... That is so in line with what the Lord told us to do, right? I mean, that's what he told us to do. Go out there and uh, spread my word. And you you get you get a double thing there because, you know, one of the things that you know, people always say, hey, if you ain't got your health, you don't have anything, right? Well, there's no doubt that you don't have to have your health to have the Lord, okay? Let's, let's get out of the way. You can have the Lord even in, no matter how sick you are, no matter what situation you're in. But you're helping people, showing them that love on the medical side. And it's amazing that those actions with expecting nothing in return, that is very Christ-like, right? What did, what did Christ do? Christ healed, Christ prayed, Christ worked for others without ever expecting anything in return. So I applaud you for that, sir. I, I, I applaud you, Um so much for what you guys put together for the the time that you gave up, I guess you can say, right? You you gave up your time to help others and uh, really gave up your plan 
as we talked about. You gave up your plan. Well, well, you can't really give up your plan because God's plans are always going to win. You don't want a, a whale to come by and swallow you. So either you give up your plans or you give up your plans. Either way, you you, you give up your plans. Yes, I, I agree. But you also, but you have when you make that effort to give up your plan and you know why you're doing it. Yeah, you don't get swallowed by the way. Oh, yeah, so that's a good thing, right? Uh, but but the other side of it is, is I think you're so much more invested then. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. You're so much more invested. You're not, because there, there's there's times when we do stuff that we know the Lord's pushing us to do, but it's almost like that kid, you're, you know, you're like, oh, okay, fine, I'll do it. And, you know, mm-hmm. and you're kind of half-hardened. You know, you're not really giving all of you until finally all of a sudden right here, you see the whale coming. Like, okay, okay, I got you. I got you here. I'm, I'm going to, I'm straightening it up. Right. Uh, uh, but yeah, that, that is, that's, it's interesting. Um, story of, of the background of how, how it all started. So you were seeing 20 to 30 a day just kept growing. Well, there's something that kept, got in the way of its growth. Yeah. COVID. Wow. The COVID. COVID Who hit. Thunk? <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, at first we, we, nobody really knew what was going on. They said, you know, two weeks to stop the spread. So we thought, yeah. <laughs> we thought, well, let's go ahead and temporarily pause operations in the clinic because we were concerned about our volunteers um, and also this uh, PPE shortage. We, we didn't want to endanger anyone until we really got that information. So we paused. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a three hour tour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was okay. I, I, yeah, I dated. Yeah, we yeah. dated ourselves yeah. with that joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, two weeks turned into maybe one to two years. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because during that time after COVID, one, it was really we have volunteers, but a lot of it was a, a self funded ministry. It was dependent on us working and, and doing as much as we could. And once COVID came, we had the space, we couldn't really support it. And then unfortunately I caught COVID and yeah. I got pretty, pretty sick for a while. And I, I couldn't continue to work all the jobs that I was doing. I couldn't maintain the income. I couldn't single-handedly uh, maintain this vision. So after several months of the clinic sim- sitting empty, uh, we had to let it go as our lease ended. And it was, it was pretty sad because when you know that God has called you to something, you believe it with all of your heart. And it doesn't work out. It leaves this. It leaves this void and a little bit of bitterness. That God, I know I heard from you. So why did it end like this? And I was frustrated and compounded on that. It took probably about a year for me to recover from COVID yeah. until God just miraculously healed me. And I mean, which is another, which is another testimony. testimony. That's a. We'll we'll figure we'll out time for that yeah. one, but. I mean, God still heals. And that's why our private practice, um, the King heals, because we know God still heals. That's our tagline. That's our tagline. And yeah, we, you can't put God in a box. He, he can work through doctors. He can work through surgeries. He can work through medications. He can work through natural remedies. He can work by just miraculous healing. But we know that God wants us to be healed, that our portion of life is not sickness. And that's why we're focused on treating the whole person. We, we reject the disease management model that we have in this country where we're focused on disease, on treating the sickest with the most invasive. I believe that God wants us to get ahead of that, that we can, that we can do more. Our system is designed on a disease management model, and that's what physicians are trained on, and that's what we specialize in. We specialize in the sickest of the sick of the sick, 
And that's where the profits end up and doing the most complex, uh, sickest patient, most research oriented one medication to treat two people in the world and you charge $10 million for a dose. Like that's what our model is designed to do. And I believe that we can do more. You can tell we're very passionate <laughs> about this, but yeah, we had, we took that pause, that two year pause and God taught us a lot. Um, he had fallen ill from COVID and God healed him. He recovered. And uh, during that time, we understood that we cannot make this vision a reality, doing it by ourselves and in our own power. It was a very humbling experience. And we knew that we needed to recruit that help. And it's not just giving up what, whatever it is that you think you want to do in life. It's actually surrendering it to God. And once you totally surrender to God, then he gives you that supernatural power and that strength to get things going again. And that's what we experienced uh, after that recovery. Yes, he actually gives you the desires of your heart. Yeah. And what we've learned over our faith journey is that over the years, our desires now start to align with what the word of God wants for us. We want to give. Our whole mission is we want to see people healed. And we've been blessed to have patients who come in, we pray for them and God heals them. They yes, we gave them medications, but I don't I don't take credit for it because they've been taking medications way before they saw us. So I can't say that our medications did anything else. But what we what we did is that we include God in our healing. Like God, Christ is a great physician, and we're helpers, and we can help. And I just want to do what what He tells us to do. And when He heals somebody, I'm like Lord, do it again. Just do it again. Yeah, you know, I, I want to kind of go back to what you said, because I think there's a lot of times we get to a point where you did. You, The Lord led you down this pathway and you open this clinic and it's rocking along and you guys are doing exactly what you know he told you to do. And then all of a sudden COVID came and, you know, you said it, it, that was that was it. Right. I mean, all of a sudden we were doing what you asked us to do and then it stopped. Yeah. Well, I have a different view on that. I, oh. It stopped because it was time for it to stop. Ooh. Whatever you were looking to accomplish, whatever he wanted you to accomplish, you did it. That's good. You did it. You reached somebody in that time. Some of those folks you prayed with and some of those folks that accepted the Lord, you reached the ones that he wanted you to reach. You did the work that he wanted you to do. You helped the ones he wanted you to help in that model at that time, mm -hmm. then he needed you to move on because you had a battle yourself. You were going to have to fight yeah. and you couldn't be doing that with the battle you had to fight that he yeah. needed you to go through for something else he had for you in the future. Awesome. There is nothing that he does that is not intentional. And there is yeah. nothing that he does that we can't you know, learn from and can't grow from and can't see his work in because everything that the Lord does is good. And everything that he does is positive, everything. It's and true. so even you having COVID and dealing with all of that for a year, there's good that's going to come out of it because there is nothing that the Lord has his hands on that will ever be bad. I love that. You see that that's such a mindset shift and it's, yes. yeah, it's, it's powerful. It's, it's really good for those that are in healthcare to understand at least some of these principles, because then we can start operating from this vantage point of, of love and goodness and compassion. Yes, yeah. and speak life, because yeah. 
as physicians, we're trained to give you the diagnosis that we see. And um, there's power in our words. When I when we speak a diagnosis that, well, because you have this disc herniation, you're going to have pain for the rest of your life. That's that's speaking death over somebody. I don't have to deliver the news that way. I can say that, well, your MRI shows that you have this terrible disc herniation. But I believe that with physical therapy, mm -hmm. with prayer, that God's going to heal you and you can get better. Yeah. It's the same diagnosis, but I spoke life over that patient yeah. and the patient's going to receive it differently. And our mind has the power. Mm -hmm. It has the power to make what we believe reality in our bodies. I agree with you a hundred percent because whenever it is given to you as negative, this is the end for you. Nothing will ever be right for you again. It's probably going to be true. It's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? But on the other side of it, if you tell someone the same exact news, just like you just said, in a more positive way, and you you speak hope and you speak life to them, you're going to change the whole thing. Even when they tell someone about it, even when they tell a family member or a friend or whatever, they're going to say, hey, I got this, but it's going to be okay. Amen. It's going to be okay. Not the other one was like, yep. I'm going to be in pain the rest of my life. Loom, despair, and agony on me. You know, might as well just go ahead and get on Amazon and order me a wheelchair now. You know, that that kind of thing, because that mindset then is, I'll never be right. This is it. This is this is the end for me. Yeah, it's so true. So, um, yeah, so God, um, he gifted us with the opportunity to restart operations. And he even rebranded the nonprofit. Yes. And that's how we came with the name, the Kingdom Healthcare System, because I believed at that time when God healed me that he expanded the vision. Because during that season where post-COVID and just enemy spiritual attack, where it was hard for me to just function, that everything was working through a, a veil of fatigue mm -hmm. to the point where it was hard for me to make it through a full day and put my kids to bed. And I remember praying like, Lord, I don't have the energy to make it through a full day. How am I going to put this, do what you've called me to do? And I just made the decision that, well, well, this is my new normal, that I'm always tired. And maybe when my kids get older and it's not so hard to raise them, maybe when they're teenagers, I'm in my 40s or 50s, I could go in my 50s, I could go back to what you called me to do because right now it's just impossible and I see no way forward. And I was actually yeah. at peace with that decision because but it was the wrong yeah. mindset though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it was the wrong, it was, it was the wrong mindset, but uh, once again, the Lord was preparing you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, I mean, we personally understand the mind body connection because of what God has yes. pulled us through. Uh, so he had this, you know, this thought and, and this resignation that I can't do this nonprofit. I'm too sick. Um, I was thinking like a doctor, well, maybe this is long haul syndrome and we need to do a full panel. And I just didn't, I didn't know really what was going on, but honestly, in my spirit, I did. I knew that it was an attack and I knew that we had this amazing idea that was God given and there's an enemy of our souls and they, they just did not want it fulfilled. And um, I don't know if you want to go into yeah. the whole so, testimony. Uh, might as well. Yeah. So at this point, it's been several months. I already went to a primary care doctor, did labs. Everything's look, looks good on paper, but I'm getting worse. I'm not functioning to the point where even my kids start to understand that, well, we need to change our behavior because dad's tired and he can't do this. And it really breaks your heart when your kids notice a change in your ability because you want to be strong. 
in front of your children. You want you don't want them to see those things. And it was pretty it was very telling to the point that I wasn't functioning to my normal capacity that my kids started to notice. So at that point, we um, booked an appointment with the specialist to really mm -hmm. try to figure out what was wrong with me because I wasn't functioning. Mm -hmm. um, and then I remember um, I was praying. Um, I went to this men's conference at my church and we were praying. There was this exercise where, you know, we just want to give to God what all of our burdens, because we believe on the cross, he's, it's finished. So everything that we're dealing with, um, we nail it to the cross. So we actually had this really cool exercise where we wrote down everything that we were struggling with, put it on a sheet of paper. And we, as men, it was just a men's conference, a group of men from all walks of life. We just took what we were struggling with and we nailed it to the cross and we prayed in faith that it's finished, that that it's God's finished work. In the practice of medicine, that's extremely important because you are externalizing whatever health problem you have. You're not owning it. It's not part of you. And so to be able to write that and say, this isn't mine anymore is, is very, very powerful. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. so then the next day we had an amazing church service. We had a guest speaker and the speaker came um, and he just felt led to start praying over people. And he said that, you know what, there's somebody here who's, who's out of alignment, who, who's spine, who's basically, they said their spine is out of alignment and God wants to put, put things straight. And what was very telling about that, what I wrote on the cross, um, what I wrote was that I want my spine back. And I don't know exactly why I wrote that, but I remember this was a very significant dream. Maybe about a year and a half ago, my wife and I, this happened, maybe it's happened twice in our life. We had the same dream. Uh, we had the uh, almost the exact same dream. And in this dream, there was an attack where I lost my spine. And I'm like, okay, that I, I told my wife I had this crazy dream. And she was like, wait, I had that crazy dream. I'm like, okay, this is a little too much. Um, <laughs> you know, I, we believe in Christ. Like we were yeah. a little bit younger in our faith. Yeah. And God speaks, he still speaks to you in dreams. That doesn't change. But that was just too much. I'm like, well, you know, that's, I'm just going to play God forgive me. I'm just, that's just a bad dream. That's a nightmare. I rebuked it and moved on. Yeah. And then God brought that to remembrance. So I go to, we're at this, service and the man is saying whoever needs their spine back come forward and I came forward a couple people other people came forward and he started praying over us and as he started praying over us um, I just felt that there was like always this um, pain that like I was dealing with pain and fatigue that just never went away like it didn't matter how much I slept whatever I did like that was just it was almost like this constant headache that just never went away like period. And it just was draining. And as he prayed and laid hands on me for the first time in like almost a year, like that feeling left me. And I'm like, and I told my wife that I'm healed. Like I'm yeah. healed. I feel back to the way that I was. And wow. for me, it was just, there was no outward change because nothing looked wrong with me. I was still, so people didn't know me well, I was still functioning, but I, I knew that I was different. I felt healed. And then to make it even more miraculous, that night I slept for eight hours straight. And that hadn't happened in I don't over know how long. that hasn't happened in over a year. Over a year. Over a year, maybe a year and a half. I had eight hours of continuous sleep. That was that was just that was a miracle for me. Wow. Yeah. And wow. so yeah, you, you got a jump start. Got a jump start. And I, I was like, you know what? 
I'm back. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm back. And, and, oh yeah. And I forgot to mention like maybe like three days before this whole conference, I got into a head on collision. Um, my car was completely totaled and I was able to walk away scot-free. Like, you know, God just spared my life. And, you know, we'll just put that, you know, in the cliff notes. Wow. So you, that didn't knock your spine out, but it certainly didn't help it any. No, it didn't help. Didn't help. Didn't help. (laughs) You know, it's interesting because what I see from my perspective is you heard the words and you went down there because what the Lord needed you to do again was to surrender to him again. He needed you to surrender to, to him again because you had let all of these negative things weigh you down so much yeah. that you couldn't you couldn't do his plan, his will anymore, because as you had mentioned earlier, uh, at a time that uh, the enemy was on a constant attack constant. and the, the, enemy, the enemy had you pinned. The enemy had you by the spine, brother. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank God, not anymore. Hey, yeah. but I see clearly now. Yeah. Yes, clearly. and so uh, the which we know. Hey, uh, you know, I, I heard the words of a song here recently that I, I thought were so so cool. It said, "Everything that I'm afraid of is afraid of you." Talking about the Lord, everything that I'm afraid of is afraid yeah. of the Lord. Think yeah. about that. I mean, that's. There's wow. everything, everything that I'm personally afraid of, all the the bumps in the night and all the, the bad things, every single one of those things is afraid of the Lord because they know if I'm walking with him and I'm walking and talking and living with him, there's nothing they can do. Amen. And all my fears go away. Amen. Amen. I love it. Amen. Yeah. So, yeah. so that jump started the ministry again and yeah. We didn't have a building, but what we did have was a lot of um, faith. So once again, we took real estate. Like, well, what can we do? We have a great network of volunteers. Uh, We have these skills. Well, let's just throw a health fair. We'll start with one at our church. Mm -hmm. So we threw a health fair at our church. And we're like, that's a great idea. Let's do it bigger. So we went to another church and did that. I'm like, okay, that's good. Let's do it. Let's do it bigger. So we, uh, we partner with the a local labor union they had a call that they allowed us to use so like let's do one there so we did one there we had and we started to get more and more connections we had over 15 different health vendors chiropractors um vascular surgeons um nutritionists primary care doctors cardiologists allergists and we uh, we had even had the mobile um eye van that could do eye exams to patients. We had a team of dentists who volunteered. So we started to create this great network of healthcare events that were free and everybody loved it. So we started to do more and more. And I believe that God, he's the, the original calling never went away. So I wanted to have a clinic, a home base where we could do, where we can do this more regularly. And over the course of, um, <laughs> over the course of the years, God, open the opportunity. So now that we have a location on the south side of San Antonio, where we're open the last Saturday of every month to provide um, access to care for those in need. And the goal is to just grow it so we can do it daily. God has blessed us with um, with EMRs, with resources. Yeah. So now we can actually do the clinics virtually. Yeah. And as we can do it virtually, we can see more people 
gain more recognition, gain more funds, and then we can have the physical location open at all times. And then we can spread to another one. Because I believe that basic healthcare is actually not that expensive. It's really not that expensive, right. especially if you're doing it from a volunteer basis. Mm -hmm. For example, we're in San Antonio. We're surrounded by a lot of military bases. We have two medical schools. We have nursing schools. We have MA schools. They all need um, clinical hours. Now, let's say you have this robust clinic, this place where you can work with trainees and you can use volunteers to take care of those in need. And what do primary care needs? You need somebody to do a clinical appointment. You may need to order some tests labs and imaging, and you may need to prescribe medications. You can reduce the medications to a $4 list or um, at cost um, medications generics. So that's $10 for medications. You can have a contract with the imaging facility, x-ray, CT scans. You can get most of those for under $300, typically around $50. The patient visit with a volunteer physician, maybe you do a $50 donation. Now you have a complete primary care visit for the cost of $100, and if you have a donor or two or you partner with a nonprofit or a church, that can all be covered, and you could take care of somebody's complete basic healthcare needs for like $100 to $150. And the best news is they're saying, why are you doing this? It gives you a chance to share the love of God. Like, yeah. why are you doing this? Because God loved us, because Jesus was led by compassion to heal. So we're led by compassion to heal, to share the gospel. And the reality is that, hey, Yes, we're providing health care, but we want to take care of your souls too. And that's our that's our ticket in. Absolutely. Now that's that is beautiful. That is beautiful. So you guys are up and running again. You're rocking and rolling. Uh, about how many people do y'all see now? And how many, how many uh has the network spread to? How how many vendors and doctors and such have you got? So right now, we probably have an email list of about 200 different um, volunteers, vendors, uh, regular um, participants. Mm -hmm. um, the patients, it varies because we're in a new location. Interestingly enough, free healthcare doesn't motivate anybody to get seen because as long as you don't get seen, you don't have a health problem. So <laughs> That's true. <laughs> So people still don't want to be seen. Now, people see you um, once you've been established in the community. And when you tie a little uh, a little carrot along with, well, a little treat with the vegetables. So you have a health fair with some with, with some food or some entertainment. You, you, Free prizes, yeah, you, you know, got, that sort of thing. You, you got to yeah. move people in. And then once they know that you're there, you're going to be there, they'll start bringing their friends. They'll start bringing their family. Yeah. And then it grows organically. So that's what we're starting to see again. Well, that, that's great, but you're right. Uh, I've, I've joked with people about that before, that, you know, that's one of the barriers to healthcare is anytime it's going to cost me anything to go see a doctor, I'm just not going to go. And then sometimes even when it's free, because what if they find something? Exactly. You know, that's that's the, even on high deductible health plans, you know, and people don't even have $400 in their bank account, much less, you know, the two, three, four, six, $9,000 deductible. And that is a strange mindset, right? Well, I'm not going to go to the doctor because they might find something. If they find something, I can't afford it. Actually, you can't afford for them not to find it because when you finally have to go because whatever's happening is happening, it's going to be so much worse. You might have caught it here and it would have never become a big issue. But it is people's mindsets. Yeah, I'm not sick unless they 
Let's say five. Let's I'm diagnosed, right? Full <laughs> disclosure. Um, I, I'm guilty of that as well. Okay. It's, Full disclosure. You know, I, I don't want to be sexist, but it, it's definitely a, a husband problem. You usually see a lot of the wives dragging their husbands into the doctor's offices. And um, again, you know, men and women, they, they suffer from that. And it's really a mindset that's based um, in fear. Um, and uh, I I like to really coach my patients and uh, we, we can go into the private practice yeah. side. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, so the private practice side is the Kingdom Healing Institute. And that was opened uh, May, the official grand opening was May of 2023. So uh, it, it's relatively new and it was a calling from God. And one of the ways that we treat our patients is holistically. And holistic means uh, really just simply that you're treating the person as a whole. Um, a lot of doctors who go through medical school and training, they tend to treat patients as uh, data, as a, <laughs> you know, as a diagnosis and uh, all these data points and what to do if X, Y, and Z is found. Uh, but that's just not enough. It's not enough to prescribe a medication for a specific diagnosis. You have to sit down with the patient and understand their mindset. Uh, they might need freedom from a mindset of fear. They might need coaching to really face that diagnosis with courage so that they're armed with knowledge. You know, uh, in the in scripture, it says my, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. So I do a lot of education for my patients. Most of these patients suffer from neurological disorders, which can be super scary, um, especially if you're suffering from a brain problem like epilepsy, which is my subspecialty, or even dementia. And so to be able to face that head on, uh, understand it without that fear, and then actually um, to interact with a doctor that's looking at you in your eyes and is there and it's, it's his present, you don't feel rushed. Um, it really rebuilds that trust and it gets them to believe that maybe I can get better. And maybe this person, this doctor is, is here for me and wants me to get better. And then you start to see that transformation. So let, let's talk a little bit about your model because you guys are direct specialty care. Yeah. And that is a little bit different. Folks out there may have heard of direct primary care, uh, but direct specialty care just means you're a specialist. Uh, kind of the same general model, right? You guys don't do insurance or any of those, any Medicare or any of the rest of the stuff. Yours is a membership model where folks don't have to worry about that five to seven minute visit. No, they get the time that they need to spend with you to make sure that they're getting the very best care, correct? Correct, correct. I mean, one of our pillars is excellence in healthcare. So in the with the Kingdom Healing Institute, it, it is a subscription model. We do not bill any insurance companies. And it's great because you don't need a referral from a primary care doctor, which can be a huge barrier. Um, we can even accommodate people same day, next day, or within the week, which is unheard of for yep. people who are looking for a neurologist. Typically, the wait time for a neurologist is three months, but I've seen anywhere from six to nine months, up, uh, just down the road, 2024. And these are people that are suffering and they're languishing because their seizures are under, they're not under control or they're just really in pain because of very severe migraine or headache disorders. So when they do find our clinic and they actually get in touch with someone, they're really besides themselves because they, first of all, they don't understand why 
we answered the phone and said that, yes, there is an appointment available. Uh, sometimes they may even speak to me, the doctor, and then they're just totally, their mind is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, so to be able to offer that service um, to a very underserved specialty within San Antonio, actually just nationally, there are really not that many neurologists. It's really been life-saving and I, I'm not, I'm not uh, exaggerating. It's, it at times is life-saving and it has really turned um, their whole uh, perspective around on, on healthcare. And you see a lot of people healed um, uh, inside out. Like there's a lot of trauma involved uh, with some of these diagnoses and there's a significant improvement in their symptoms as well. Yes. And I want to also talk about the a little bit about the cost because direct specialty mm -hmm. care, um, this is not a nonprofit, but to see a specialist, one thing you have to realize, it doesn't matter how much money you have in our current health insurance system. You could be a multimillionaire and with your insurance, you still can't see a neurologist <laughs> within three to six months. It doesn't matter because the system is not set up to see somebody of her specialty that quickly. So the mere fact that she exists, there's nowhere else in Texas that I found personally that you can see a neurologist without a referral, spend an hour with the neurologist and do this the same day, next day, or at latest within the week. We've had patients come from border towns, from Laredo, from Austin, from Houston. And I'd like to say we're excellent marketers, but it's because they're searching for a neurologist. They are looking for this type of care. So direct specialty care for a certain specialty, this it's it's it life-changing. And it truly addresses a huge gap in care. Yeah, it, it absolutely does. You know, one of the you you mentioned the wait times. And I, I think it's very interesting that then you talked about the price. So you don't take insurance. So the very first thing, whenever you find out you don't take insurance, I was like, well, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? Well, no insurance will take you. You don't you know. They, they, they immediately they think that there's something wrong with the service or that it's not as good or whatever, because you don't accept insurance. I think more people are starting to understand that it actually means it's better <laughs> than if you had insurance. Uh, but it is something we have to overcome, even on some of the plans that we offer. Uh, you know, you say, hey, it's unlimited access. You can go, you know, you can get same day or next day. Like, was there a secret knock? I mean, what do, do I have to go down the back alley and there's a certain knock I have to do to get in there? And I'm like, no, nah, man, you walk right in the front door like anybody else, right? It's a, and it's going to be a super nice place. You're going to be shocked at how, how nice it is and how nice the folks are. Yeah, the same person who welcomed you in was actually the doctor that's fixing to take care of you. You know, it's like, wow. And I had all this time with this doctor and I've never had experience like that. People that actually get the direct primary care and direct specialty care, once they get it, they're, go they're hooked. They that, they're they're ruined, done, right? They are ruined. Yeah. It's they're, related. Yes, they are. You can't go back. You, you cannot. It's Texas you cannot. brisket. You can't, you can't go back to, you know, you can't do it. I have a, yeah. Yeah. I have a lady I just uh, talked to yesterday that is in Kentucky and she lost her job. She was going to not going to be able to afford Cobra who can. Right. Um, and she really was having a hard time finding, she had made just enough money throughout the year that even an Obamacare plan was going to be beyond her means. So I looked up and kind of did a little bit of a investigation in a town there, not too far from her, about 20 miles, there was a direct primary care doctor. 
I really didn't know a whole lot about them. All I could do was look them up and ask a couple of other doctors that I know, have you ever heard of this person? It was $65 a month. She, this lady went in kicking and screaming. She'd had this, uh, her other doctor for 20 years. There's no way this doctor could be better. And she told me, she goes, I think you saved my life. She goes, this person has been so good. I'm not taking this medication anymore and this medication anymore. And I've lost 27 pounds. And I, this is the greatest thing that, that you've ever done is, is get me over here. Thank you so much. She was so grateful to get away from the doctor that she couldn't do without at the end of the day. She still don't want to say anything bad about that doctor, but she doesn't have anything good to say about that doctor. I'm going to say it's not the doctor. It's the disease management model. Yes. Our system is designed to manage disease. If you have five to seven minutes with your doctor, the only thing they can do is identify that disease. And then put a pill on and it. Put a pill on which it, is a mm -hmm. band-aid. Which is a band-aid. I'm not against medications, neither. Is, no, I'm, is I'm a pain Lusa. doctor, yeah. and a lot of my patients will need medication. But the reality is, Nobody wants to take medication all their life. I, it's hard for me to take my multivitamin every day. And, you know, that's just a vitamin. So I don't say patients are non-compliant until I get to the point where I can take my multivitamin without a side eye from my lovely wife. Then, you know, I, I have no right to judge a patient for not taking their gabapentin three times a day. I, I don't have that authority. But what, what if you had an hour to say, all right, you have back pain. Um, yes, you know that you're overweight, but let's address why are you overweight? Why are you overeating? Why are you doing this? Oh, because this isn't addressed. Well, here are the resources that can help you cope with these feelings that lead you to eat this unhealthy food. And here's a nutritionist who can help you change what your, what your go-to food is to make you feel comfortable to something healthier. And here's somebody else who can help you lead a healthier lifestyle. And that took 45 minutes. Well, if you have, you don't have 45 minutes yeah, in the disease right. model. Right. You don't have it. It's not that these doctors are any less um, educated, less well-meaning. They don't have the time. It, um, yeah, it creates a lot of burnout within um, right. the practice of medicine. And that burnout is really just trying to bang your head against the wall, trying to help uh, patient after patient. You only have five minutes with each patient but you're really not changing anything. You're adding more medications. Um, that patient is being referred to more doctors who are also adding more medications. And then that actually creates a lot of um, what we call polypharmacy, which is being on, I don't know, 10, 20 meds. These meds interact with each other and produce other abnormal symptoms. And those symptoms are diagnosed by even more doctors as some sort of disease. And right? these doctors don't often talk to each other. So right. we there, yeah. There's no communication there. And so then what ends up happening, you have this patient with multiple problems or medical problems and uh, multiple medications, and they just don't know what's going on with their body. So uh, as part of um, our practice within Kingdom Healing Institute and Kingdom Healthcare System, we really try and simplify their medications. And what I do is I employ genetics and uh, something called pharmacogenomics, where I'm looking individually at each patient's um, genetic makeup and what they can tolerate as far as medications and which medications are interacting. And after a few visits, um, they're on less and less medications. They are doing better. They don't have as many symptoms anymore. It's like a totally different person, a totally different person from the first visit to maybe like the third. No, it, it's interesting. I, I happen to also do Medicare. So I help Medicare clients and some of the lists of medications. And 
corresponding with that usually is a, is a long list of doctors and yeah. kind of what you're saying. They don't talk to each other. Yeah. And it is amazing to me just in the limits. I, I am certainly not any type of clinician and I ain't a pharmacist. I don't know nothing, but being in this industry, you have, I've learned what some, certain medications are and I've looked them up in certain cases and it is not unusual to see someone taking medications to counteract the side effects of other medications. Of course, yes. It happens yes. all, the, all time. the time. All the all time. I'm like, you know, dude, you're taking 15 medications, but mm -hmm. seven of them are to, are to counteract the other eight to, you know, and then some of them you see and you're like, wait, wait a second. Even I know that you're not supposed to take these two together. Why are you taking these two medications? Have you she talked to your doctor about that? Well, no, you didn't tell this doctor that you were taking this. Exactly. Yep. Yep. You can't take those medications together, man. You're going <laughs> to, what you, what you're actually trying to fix right now, it's going to be a whole lot worse what happens to you <laughs> because of this. So, and, you know, it, it, it's interesting that people, even when they want to get well, will lie to their doctor. That never happens to y'all, do they? Nobody ever lies to y'all, do they? You know, it, it does happen um, a lot. <laughs> for whatever reason, I, I always, I, I understand when someone is lying. And if you spend enough time with the patient and then you help, it, that helps to garner trust. Right. They'll go back and say, doc, I'm sorry. I, I didn't, I, that wasn't the truth. And they'll, they'll tell you the truth. And yeah. one thing, trust is a two-way street. Yeah, and it is. And a lot of patients, they don't trust their doctors because the doctor has given them no reason for them to trust. You walk into the room, you don't make eye contact, you spend five minutes, you talk down to them. Yeah. And it's not, and I am, I've been that doctor because I've been in a practice where I'm seeing 30 patients in an eight hour or nine hour period. And then I spent the rest of my night doing charts. It's not that they're mean, it's that they don't have the time to explain everything that they've processed. They thought about your problem. They have a plan, but they may not have the time to articulate it and, and explain to you the rationale why they're doing it, but they can give you the appropriate medication. They're not giving you inferior care. I'll just say it's incomplete care. And once again, you need the time to complete that treatment circle. Yeah, and it, that is one of the biggest complaints people have is obviously not enough time. Long, long waits, not enough time with the doctor. But the other one is you just mentioned, the doctor's not listening to me. And whether it's a perception that the doctor's not listening to me because they don't have enough time, like you said, they're they're processing all this stuff, or truly the doctor's not listening to you. But I can tell you from experience with, with my wife, that doctor won't get a second visit from her if that doctor's not listening <laughs> because she... She is very much, she wants to talk about, uh, you know, what's going on with her. And she wants to make sure you understand what's going on with her and so, any history that she has. And all. Yeah. She, Kelly really wants, even when the doctors don't have time, she's going to push for a relationship. She's going to yeah. push for one. Okay. And if that doctor just makes it clear that there's not going to be one, then it's moving on. Uh, yeah. Now, now that we do, direct primary care. We don't have that problem. But when we were still locked in the traditional health system, we would, we, I, I won't say we, because yeah, I kind of had the same thing. I ain't going to a doctor, but anyway, I see the here and there, uh, but she would go through some doctors till she found the right one. But yeah, I don't have that problem. Now that I have direct primary care, my doctor texts me and says, 
how are you doing? What are you doing? Are you, you know, um, yeah, it's all, I can't escape now. Right. I can't, I can't escape. All of a sudden I'll see my phone comes on. I have a new appointment. Like, Oh, Accountability. It's, it's, accountability. it's accountability because yeah. you have to agree with the treatment plan and you have um you have skin in the game and mm -hmm. whatever the doctor is saying it's it's really not going to work if you're not in agreement if the patient is not in agreement and taking yourself i'm speaking from a doctor's perspective outside out of the tra traditional system um, it removes that burnout. And then you have like this mental space and this capacity now to actually care, to have compassion and dare I say, have love for your patients. And so um, I, I can, I can even identify with your doctor texting my patients. I think about them, like, I wonder how they're doing. You know, I wonder how this treatment is. And I will ask them and they'll, they'll feel that love. It's, mm -hmm. it's very important. Yeah. No, I, I think it's very important. And I want to, uh, you kind of touched on it for a second, but I want to ask your, both of your opinion on this. How important is it that the patient is bought in? And what I mean, that you kind of make the decisions together. So this is what I see. Do you understand? This is what I propose. Does that okay with you? This is, in other words, if they're bought in, do you see as much of that skipping? Do you see as much of that non-compliance, whatever you want to call it? You probably don't see it as much, right? Whenever they're bought in. Oh, I mean, it's so different. Um, I'll say I've worked, we've both worked in very large hospital systems. And for, for that, you know, seven minute appointment, and then the doctor is basically just barking all these orders, like you got to take this, 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 and that, and then next, you know, <laughs> and then uh, the patient's head is spinning. And I'm like, I don't even understand what this person told me. Um, it's either because of lack of understanding, or they just don't trust the doctor. Huh? And also because the health uh, care which isn't really healthcare, but that health insurance, they have this mentality that already paid for it. This doctor's visit is like essentially like free or something like that. So they're not, they're not as invested in the whole process uh, right. compared to the DPC model or direct specialty care model. Yes. And yeah. having a patient bought in is, is everything. I've worked with patients um, in pain management. For example, opioids are a very hot topic and most doctors don't, will not prescribe it. And I've come across patients who their primary care doctor, well, you're, you're in drug screen or whatever is abnormal. So I'm not really going to talk to you. I'm just going to cut off your medication and I'm going to send you to this pain specialist and he'll, he'll deal with it. So I saw a patient um, like that and, you know, he's been dealing with back pain, young men, I mean, way too young to have the number of back surgeries and everything that he's went through. And the reality is when you have that type of damage, chronic pain may be a reality for your life. And I'm not going to sugar, I'm very optimistic, but I validated his pain. I validated it. Like, you know, you've been through a lot. You've yeah. done all these things. You're still doing this. You're trying to work and feed your family and do this. Like you don't have the, you don't have the luxury to take all this time off or not function. So this labor intensive job, no, it's terrible for your back. It really is. But what, what choice did he have? So we came up with the treatment plan, but did I have the hour and a half that it actually took to make that treatment plan? No, I do what a lot of doctors do who care before they get burnt out, they give them their time and then they work extra hours because they care about their patients. But the reality is if you do that long enough, 
you, you, there's nothing left for you. Yeah. But for this patient, we were able to create a treatment plan. And over the course of the year, he lost like over 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. We got him involved in interventional pain medicine. We got him involved in holistic care. Um, his pain level, he was living on a seven out of 10 pain on really high amount of narcotics. He was basically off narcotics. His pain was around a two out of 10. His marriage was better. His diet was better. I mean, everything in his life was better. But because he was bought into a treatment plan from a doctor that he believed cared about him, and we spent the time to plan it out together, and he got life transformation. That's possible for every patient, yeah. but it, it takes time. And it requires agreement and that patient buying in. Yeah. Yeah. and But that's what sets it apart, right? That's what sets apart direct primary care and direct specialty care is that time. Yeah. and. Uh, you know, otherwise, let, let's be honest, no one likes being told they got to do something. No one likes being told what to do. And, you hear that, honey? and uh, I mean, hey, I've been married for 32 years, so I get told that all the time. It's all right. I, I hear what's going <laughs> on. Um, that's why I've been married for 32 years, because I say, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Okay, we'll learn. that's a pointer. Yeah, but, <laughs> but but the bottom line is, is it doesn't matter if it's a doctor telling you. Are your boss telling you if someone's telling you to do something and they don't even give you an opportunity to ask a question about it? That's the biggest thing, right? In other words, I but why do you want me? Why am I taking this medication? What's this for? What's this treatment going to do? What what is the expected outcome? Whether once again, it's your it's your boss that says I need you to do this, this and this. Why do you want to do that? Do it. If the doctor treats you the same way. The chances are I'm not going to do it. I love what That's you huge. said it's because a... we wouldn't even expect that from a three-year-old child because they're not going to do what you said if you just tell them. Nope. As soon as they can talk, they want to know why. And it's interesting. We we kind of forget that. And if we treat children with more respect than we treat patients, it's no wonder that they're the compliance these are people. Yes. They're not just numbers. And um, I mean, that's such a, an amazing point. And that's how we treat our patients is, is we incorporate education. And so I will, after speaking to them, asking them all these questions, I'll sit there and say, what questions do you have? Not, do you have any questions? Just, I know you have questions. What questions? And I just let them ask all these questions. And I'm always defining what is it that I mean by X, Y, Z? Why are we doing this? And yes, that definitely increases that rate of buy-in. Yeah, it, it really, if you think about it, it's logical. It's kind of what you it just, even a three-year-old doesn't want to be told what to do. So whenever you're treating someone like a three-year-old, like I'm the, I'm the authority, you'll do what I say. That's, that's not a good way to do it. And whether that's the intention, and I, I doubt very seriously if there's too many doctors out there in the traditional system or whatever, that that was their intention. But the perception is the reality, right? And if that patient feels like they're just telling me to do this without giving me any reason, nope, there's no way I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I think there's a, a lot that has to go with that. I mean, we're not going to go down COVID vaccine world, but I think that had a lot to do. When people start telling you to do something. It's all about informed consent. It's, you know? it, it is. And, you know, you, I, I don't, once again, I don't care who it is. It's just, you don't, you can't start telling people to do something. They're just, that's immediately the defensive wall comes up, right? It's like, oh, 
I'm not doing it. I, I may do anything, but I'm not doing that. Right. So whatever it is. It's, that thought has never happened or occurred in our marriage. No. <laughs> I'll just take your word for it, brother. <laughs> All right. So what does the future hold? What, what what grand schemes do you guys still have? How how, how much bigger are you going to build this thing? What, what, what do y'all got going on? Well, first, I have to talk about what my wife has done with the Kingdom Healing Institute. Um, she's recently been promoted to adjunct associate professor at the University of Texas Health Science Center and Department of Neurology. Awesome. He was recently awarded uh, one of 20 um, principal investigators, the NIH Fellowship for Artificial Intelligence and Machine Learning. Mm -hmm. She recently completed and um, was accepted to the diversity and clinical trials um, certification. She completed that. So she's just amazing. And she's bringing research, she's bringing science mixed with her faith to create an uh, unparalleled patient experience at the Kingdom Healing Institute for Neurology. And I'm excited. I believe that this is going to spread. Uh, we're going to take more patients. And also she's collaborating with experts in neurofeedback mm -hmm. to create, uh, to really define the mind-body link into wellness. We're going to quantify how you get better, how your thoughts are healing you, where it's not just going to be this imaginative thing. We can brain map and we can see brain activity that correlate with depression and anxiety. And we could train you to train your brain to heal itself. Right. So, you know, the, the grand scheme or really, I, I prefer plan, um, <laughs> but the, the grand plan of the Kingdom Healing Institute is, is to be uh, a research and educational institute. Um, where we're also using the innovative um, discoveries that we have to treat those patients in a way that they're not going to find um, anywhere else. And that's already happening with some of the um, complementary therapies, you can call it alternative therapies or holistic therapies. Everything that, that we're doing is research-backed and it works. We have testimonials and I'm super excited to uh, continue to share things as, as they develop. And that's, for the number. That's awesome. You, you guys are an inspiration. You really are. Y'all have taken, uh, you know, a, a, an idea, a small idea and, and turned it into something huge. And, you know, like any great kingdom, yeah. there's always bumps in the road. There's always uh, battles to overcome. There's always wars to be fought. And, that's that's the only way uh, to to build a kingdom, and you know the 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 best news is uh, you guys got the the greatest king there ever has been, and you've got the uh, uh, the greatest warriors that ever have been. So that's uh, with the Lord on your side, you you simply cannot fail. So that's a Amen. that is a, a y'all are a wonderful testimony to. Uh, listening to the Lord and following his plan. So I, I, I really congratulate y'all on what you've put together. Thank, Thank you so, so much. much. Thank you. I just believe it's the beginning. And for the Kingdom Healthcare System, I believe that we're going to have our full-time clinic, um, mm -hmm. our first clinic in the south side of San Antonio. And we show that this model can provide healthcare with excellent outcomes and heal people. It's going to spread. And I believe this is going to be alternative healthcare system that 
can support the areas where our current health system is weak. And also it shares the love of God to all people. So it's not going to be exclusive. It'll be inclusive. And everybody who participates in the kingdom healthcare system will feel the compassion of God. They will feel love and they won't have to fear what happens when they go to the doctor. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful guys. Well, Kingdom Docs, it has been a pleasure to have you guys on. How can folks reach out to you if they want to learn more about this? Maybe someone in another city somewhere will hear about this and, and listen to this and say, hey, I would love to get a blueprint on that because I would love to open it up uh, a kingdom in my area. So how can they get hold of you guys? So they can go to our website at www.kingdomdocs.com where you can learn about our nonprofit ministry, the Kingdom Healthcare System, our private practice, the Kingdom Healing Institute. And we also do marriage and couples coaching because we believe that God, his original plan was to let us rule. And the enemy hates marriage. He hates marriage. So having a unified couple under Christ can do really can change the world. That is the kingdom of God. Yeah. So those going to the website is the best way to learn about our ministries and contact us. And we're always on social media. So we have social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we have a radio show on AM 630, The Word. So you could catch us every day at Healing Talks um, with the Kingdom Docs. Yeah, but the, the focal point is www.kingdomdocs.com. You'll find all that information there. Awesome. Awesome. Radio host as well. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. Love it, guys. All right. Well, it has truly been a pleasure and an honor to be with you guys. Uh, I look forward to continuing to watch your journey and certainly appreciate uh, all the input and the the love and, and uh, everything you bring to the San Antonio area, to the Free Market Medical Association. I know you guys are big proponents of that, just like we are. Um, there's a lot of excitement about what you guys are doing. I know it's not just with y'all, it's with your, it's with the, the Free Market Medical Association itself. I know we're all excited about what you're doing. The community, obviously getting behind what you guys are doing too. Uh, keep on fighting the good fight. Keep doing the Lord's work. Uh, there's no doubt that he's preparing a place for you right now. So that's a... That is a always wonderful thing for us to know is that we got a we got a place for all eternity right there with him. Yeah. We we so much appreciated this. This was very, very enjoyable. It was yes. so much fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for your obedience and yeah. hosting this show, getting it through the bumps in the road and just saying, I'm gonna do it anyway. I love it. <laughs> Thank you for your wisdom too. Hey, that's <laughs> when when the Lord says go, you say yes, sir. <laughs> hey, I can say yes, sir. I, my wife taught me all this stuff. Yes, ma'am. When the Lord says yes, sir, just that's yeah. that's the way to go. All right, guys. <laughs> thanks again. All right, okay, folks. Bye. Don't forget each uh, each last Tuesday of every month we will do another episode of Why Does Healthcare Suck? Uh, the next one will be in January there that last month in January so you guys be sure and join us on that LinkedIn audio for the latest episode of why does healthcare suck uh, you can go out to your insurance your to see what the latest episode is going to be about about and listen to past episodes that's your insurance your insurance your choice and if you want to listen to the health and wealth and our podcast just like you are today you can actually go out and listen to all of the old episodes on any of the 
regular platforms like Apple or Spotify, but you can also go out and subscribe at hwpowerhour.com. That's hwpowerhour.com. Look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for being with us today. We are out.